Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We are rolling. Um, if the sound quality on this one sucks because I'm trying out AirPods as my sound input for this time because I got them for Christmas, um, then we just won't do it again. Pop the hood up for a second so everyone can see my sick dino hoodie. Look at it. I'm a dinosaur. What kind of dino? Um, I think I would be a stegosaurus based on these. Yeah, that's that's yeah. very fair. Very sticky. Yeah. We love to you see know it. Me. Love a good stegosaurus. Actually, that's a that's a fun question that I don't even have um written down on the list for today. What's everyone's favorite dinosaur? What are the dinosaurs again? Yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all just don't have a favorite, like. Like, no, I need this to be like multiple choice. List of dinosaurs. I have one just like a favorite, just like in my head at all times. It's a brontosaurus. Oh, in case anyone was asking. The short little. It's a brontosaurus. Like... Wait, are, are those the dudes with the long necks? Yeah, one of. Okay. Yeah. That's why I just said Brachiosaurus. See, see, That's what he's in oh Merlin, Jurassic Park. The original throat goat. Given that Nancy. Before Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, no. Um, my favorite dinosaur is a brontosaurus. I just, I love, I love the very long and flowy. And also just like, you know, large, but no brain. Yo, me! <laughs> I also do love a good Triceratops. Do we know what a Triceratops is when I say that? Yeah, they yeah. got the little, um... I was receiving slightly blank stares. No, I was just thinking how sad it made me because then I was thinking about the land before time and oh the God. little triceratops on that named Sarah and then the character of Ducky who was voiced by a little girl who ended up dying. Yeah, really depressing. Oh, you both uh, received this Snapchat. I um I cried over Lyca the Space Dog again last night. <laughs> she was a good girl. She didn't deserve that. No. Bridget, did you see my shirt? I did see it. Oh, it's your Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Amazing. Incredible. Amazing, incredible, <laughs> show-stopping. I haven't worn it yet, so... Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, waiting. Really I'm waiting for my socks to come in. I love Jeff the Talking Mongoose. 
I have to give that up. I have to give that episode a re-listen. Mm-hmm. She can hear Ben say honk honk over and over. Ben Kissel, my beloved. <laughs> oh. Zach, did you have a favorite dinosaur? I think one of the like I don't know what they're like one of the smaller ones, like a raptor. That's a dinosaur, right? A velociraptor? Yeah. That one. Solid but choice. I don't know why. And I feel like if I really did some investigative work, I could come up with a different one. They were real smart. Do I, like, but know see, that, a weird amount of dinosaurs? Kind of I, like, I think that's kind of what I like about them in general, about the, the Velociraptors, is that, like, because they were small, they had to be cunning. Like, if there was ever a dinosaur that was, like, a Slytherin, it would be the Velociraptor. Do I just, like, know a weird amount of dinosaurs? Like, have I retained a weird amount of, like, dinosaur knowledge from when I was a child? Because I can think of several more off the top of my head that I'm also yeah. a fan of. You would have to tell us everything you know about dinosaurs for us to judge that. I mean, again, I could name several more that I'm quite big fans of. I mean, I can name dinosaurs. I just don't think about them very much to have a favorite. Oh. Yeah, same. What are you doing with your life? Lots of other cool things. Sure. Wearing <laughs> Jeff the Talking Mongoose shirt. Okay, yeah, I will give you that. <laughs> trying not to like put my giant heavy water bottle down so loud that my microphone picks it up but I don't think I'm doing a very good job oh well that's why I put a silicone coaster right here oh I guess I can put it on top of the mouse pad yeah you need like a soft landing spot speaking of which it's behind my computer I don't know what is behind your computer it is what is this oh it's a pen I can't move it back because I got nowhere to like put my elbows but Okay, we're good. Assuming the position. Um, okay, well, speaking of things that are potentially weird for um, grown adults, Brooks, you came up, well, you know, retaining a weird amount about dinosaurs from when you were a kid. Um, Brooks, you wrote this question in the document. Would you like to share with the people? Uh, um, so the basic question here is whether it's weird for a grown-ass person to eat, like, SpaghettiOs or Chef Boyardee, like, the mini ravioli, you know, and that stuff that's supposedly, like, for kids. Is that weird? Um, with a hard no. Yeah, I'm gonna take a bold stance and say absolutely fucking not. But don't you think other people, like, majority of people would think it's weird? I think I there's a society-wide Maybe... perception that everyone else is going to think it's weird. Yeah. yeah. But everyone does like, it. In, instinctively, it feels like it should be weird, but then it's really not. I feel like that happens a lot, where there's, like, certain foods, like, you know, Lucky Charms, that are designated for kids. But it's like, yeah, an adult also enjoys sugary wheat things and uh, marshmallows. Yeah, no, I feel, Why again, I feel like there's a... I feel like there's a perception that everyone is going to like oh no other adults don't do that you're the only one that's like weird and still like hanging on to these like you know fun childish things but literally everyone does it yeah. but it's also like with something like spaghettios it's it's spaghetti I yeah mean, yeah they're fun shape but like it's pasta adults can also enjoy pasta with sauce and meatballs yeah like but it's it doesn't not matter that complicated. If it's, if it's, 
But yeah. I feel like there is a little bit of a, um, I'm going to go ahead and say stigma attached to it. I mean, I think, yeah, there are definitely people out there that, like, that are going to be like, oh, that's so, like, that's childish. Like, why are you doing that? But, like, the world is already a hellscape. Eat the dino nugs. I regularly eat spaghettios. I love them. They you know, we've, we've discussed uh, the, regu- like, the frequency with which we consume dino nugs on this podcast. It is, it is a regular occurrence. And oh. it's going to remain that way. Okay, are there any other things that we still actively, or at least think, are stereotypically children's um, activities that we still, like, do? Because I, I remember just having this conversation with one of the people at Vance, and, you know, they are saying, like, they got, a, like, a model of something, but, like, in Legos for Christmas. Oh, I got Legos and for Christmas. Like, My sister I don't and know I... If that's, if that's weird, I, you know, I, I'm an adult, and I was like, well, no, there's a distinction between getting something that you're going to spend hours building and then you put it up for display compared to like taking the action figures and you know making them fight each other yeah no, like, my sister and i get a, each get a lego set for christmas every single year and my sister's 21 yeah i still have a, a set under my bed i've never put together but I keep meaning to i got the living room from seinfeld this year as my lego set i have it but in funko pop Except it's also the kitchen. I love that. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even like. I mean, I've seen Seinfeld because I've existed in the United States, but um, I don't even really watch Seinfeld. But I'm so excited to build it. Frankly, I think yeah. you've heard of Seinfeld if you've existed in the world at this point. Anyway, but yeah, I'm so excited to build that. Legos are awesome. I love them, and I hate how expensive they are. Because if they weren't so pricey, I'd have so many more. And I already have a lot of Legos. Yeah, I don't know what this expectation is that once you get older, you have to be, like, boring. Right? It sucks. I don't, I don't get it. I swear, weren't we talking about this a few weeks ago? Because I think I brought up going to, like, the water park. You did. And how it's in the kids' area. And it's just like, you know, yeah, I remember bringing that up. Right? Yeah. Stuff like that where it's like, I'm supposed to be embarrassed to play in the kids' area. It's like, no, I want a giant bucket of water dumped on my head. It's hot out. That sounds delightful. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if it's a bunch of five-year-olds. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But at the same time, I don't really usually admit to people that I eat SpaghettiOs. It's sort of like a little bit of a secret as I'm saying it on a podcast that's being recorded and put it out into the world. But <laughs> To more people now that uh, Snake Discovery has um yeah. given us a little yeah. shout out thank you guys we appreciate that so much yes appreciate it anyway yeah, continue ready. um i actually just bought more because i was out of them right before this i ran a couple errands hell yeah dude but i mean but i'm wearing a hoodie that looks like it was designed for a five-year-old boy and i'm perfect and i'm i'm loving it yeah absolutely I, i'm wearing a, a t-shirt with a talking mongoose but with a cardigan because uh, that I'm makes adult. it mature yeah, I'm very mature. I'm wearing a t-shirt with a cardigan. I saw some like... tweet, and, you know, it, it it was funny, obviously, but just sort of a note on where we are. It was, like, also as a society, like, as adults in society, we're, like, regressing in the sense of, like, we're watching anime again and playing the old Halo games and, like... Oh, yeah. Which, granted, personally, I haven't really related to either of those, but it is a thing. Like, the adults are going back to, like, 
childhood comforts. As we should be, now. frankly. Yeah. But also, I was just gonna say, wearing a cardigan over a t-shirt is, like, the feminine version of wearing a blazer over a t-shirt to make it a little, yep. like, more mature. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I see it. I think of my cardigans as being, like, blazers, so to wear dress pants and a cardigan is a suit to me. Sounds just more comfortable. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. But yeah, no. Yeah, I, but I do sort of feel like in my head when I'm at the store and I put SpaghettiOs in my cart, in my head, I'm telling the people around me, oh, this is for when my nieces come to visit or something like this. But also, if you're walking around, but if you are, like, it is also a thing of, like, how you, like, carry yourself if you're walking around like nobody would be questioning this like obviously i'm the kind of like you know mature person who's simply buying this for when my you know for when my nieces and nephews come to visit like no one's gonna look twice like you know if you're being all weird about it like eh, let me bury it underneath like a bag of like you know kale or whatever oh no i just sit have in there yeah no so like if you know I always, I keep saying I'm embarrassed, but I don't behave as though I am in any way, shape, or form. You just feel as though you should be. Yeah, I suppose that's more it. And I have a special, like, Corel SpaghettiOs bowl that I used from the 90s. Fantastic. My dad gave it to me as a graduation present when I graduated high school. I love that. <laughs> that's so fun. I would used to eat SpaghettiOs with meatballs, and he would sneak up behind me with a toothpick and, like, stab a meatball out and run away. That's precious. I love that. Yeah. No, oh my god. Like shaped mac and cheese. It is better. I don't know why. It simply is. Yeah, it's got some of the Annie's, like the bunnies. Yes. Although they, it's different now. But when I was a kid, like I swear to God, they changed it. But like the SpongeBob SquarePants, like Kraft mac and cheese, mm -hmm. infinitely better than like the regular kind. Yeah, I don't know. I I refuse to, like, grow up in the ways that I'm supposed to, you know, in some respects. I'm yeah. a fully functioning adult. I have a good credit score. Actually, an excellent credit score. Good for you. You know, I function, but I also have a decent graphic novel collection. <laughs> I don't you even know, think that's like... a sign of, like, quote-unquote immaturity. Like, there are some, like, there are some messed up graphic novels out there. Oh, yeah, none of mine is, like, kid-appropriate. It's yeah, all no, very Not even slightly. I think, like, I don't even have a lot of graphic novels on this particular bookshelf, but I think the first one that jumps out is, like, Watchmen. Yeah, I got that over there. I and have multiple like, really like horror ones. And the other one I have is Fun Home. Oh, no. So, like, yeah, no. I don't not have graphic novels as much but i do have just like some old comic collections from when i was younger and although i haven't cracked them in a while, they are still classics that i would not be opposed to opening at some point i just have it but i have like girls before swine and calvin and Hobbes and like the classics that are still funny and amusing and comforting oh my like, god side today. note when my dad was a kid he used to read like dc comics and like he like and when he was done reading them he would recycle them and I'm just like, sir, do you know how much money you'd be sitting on now? Yeah. That's a shame. I'm like, oh my god. Because like, he was reading, like, Batman and Superman comics, like, in the, like, 50s and 60s. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would guess you wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, how, how yeah. would you know? But also, in retrospect, I'm like, are you serious? Like, how many people, like, keep their comic collections just because they're, like, because that's the way they are? 
and he's such a pack rat anyway. This is the one thing that you responsibly put in the recycling bin. So I, I want to point out things like, you know, the Beanie Baby craze in the 90s where everybody was so convinced that they were going to be worth a ton of money. Oh my god. <laughs> they bought them like crazy and tried to get these rare ones and they were spending like hundreds of dollars on eBay to get some of the rare ones. Princess Diana Beanie nothing. Baby. They're worth nothing. So... Some of them are worth a lot in my heart. They're really cute. <laughs> it's one of those things where I look back on it now and I'm like, was everybody insane? Like what? But, you know, you just, the point being, you can't really predict. People you can't. are so sore, you know, but that was a good investment. Teeny Babies were the original NFTs. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> but, you know, I gotta say, some Beanie Babies, they're adorable. Some of them I would still pay good money for. And I, like, I was not even alive at the height of the Beanie Baby craze. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple, but I didn't really care about them. I don't think you could be alive at that point and not have some. That seems fair. I think for us, we had those, like, whatever the shaped bracelets were. Oh, the, the silly bands? The silly yeah. Bands. yeah. I think I, I have some. Oh. Another yeah. hot come on, and I don't know if this was like my school specific, but we used to do like a PTA bingo night where they had like a bunch of prizes, and the thing that always went quick was the Webkins. Oh, oh yeah. I still have Webkins. Oh yeah, same. I got some of those floating around upstairs. Forever, but I do still have them. Those were a hot commodity in my elementary and middle school. Not quite comparable to the Beanie Baby thing, but that's the closest parallel I can draw to my own life. I remember getting some for my nieces and helping them register them online and stuff. They're kind of adorable. Yeah. I think I still have a bunny want... one floating around somewhere. I'll have to dig it up for the nostalgia factor sometime. The one game I remember, there's like a polar bear. A polar bear punch. And yeah. you like, 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 jump over stuff. <laughs> Good times. Simpler times. At least for me. Yeah, but I, I just feel like people... Adults shouldn't have to give things up just because of their age. Yeah, no, it's BS. It's like, I'm... And this is a thing that bothered me so much even when I was, like, a small child. Like, I would notice that, like, a lot of my friends... Because, um... We've established that I have old parents. Um, actually, we're recording this on my dad's birthday. He's 70 today. Aww. Happy birthday, dad. Um, but I noticed that, like, you know... A lot of my, like friends parents who were in their like you know late 30s or whatever like the dad would still have like you know an xbox and like play video games with his friends i'm like you never see people's moms doing that or at least i never did and i was like and even as a kid i was like that's such, like that's such bullshit like why is it ex like why is it expected that like you know if a girl like if a woman is really into games but then she like starts a family that like she like you know She's not going to play anymore. Like, that's ridiculous. That's BS. If if you choose to... If you like video games and you also would like to be a parent at some point in your life and you are a woman, um, you should not have to give up gaming. Yeah. Red hot takes from me. But yeah, no, like, any game... Like, games that people... Like, certain video games that people consider, like, childish, like... And there's that whole, like, gross discourse and, like, the, like gamer community where it's like oh if you play xyz like you're not a real gamer because it's like it's easier it's for kids or whatever i'm like screw you cooking mom is a great game like i, I love 
Like, yeah, I loved, like, I love Dark Souls, but also I love Cooking Mama and Animal Crossing and, like, all the old games on the Wii. Mm Mm-hmm. So. This is probably, like, a question more for you guys, but, like, when did gamer become, like, a term that was just kind of accepted as a thing? I mean, Mm -hmm. that has to have been floating around since video games became, like, advanced past Pong. Yeah, but but people weren't playing Pong for a living, right? Like like that wasn't a huge part of their identity. It's like I play Pong. You, you know, esports more specifically. I guess I don't know because like I feel like the word gamer is relatively new. It's not like new new, but like. But I mean, I see like '80s movies where people have like, where there's like you know an arcade and people also have like, you know, like an like an old Nintendo or whatever, like. That was, like, the term gamer was definitely, hello, Nix, but, like, the term gamer was definitely in the culture, like, the cultural lexicon, like, as soon as video games progressed past, like, just, like, like, as soon as we got to Super Mario, I think gamer, like, the notion of the gamer, like, very closely followed. But also, what do I know? I mean, even before there were home video game systems, you had, like... You had arcades. Like, Odyssey, and there were certain people that would go and play for, like, hours on end every day. They might have even identified gamers as gamers at that point. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's, it's really not something that I know much about. I'm so curious. Yeah. I think it would be fun, um... Since the, by the time this episode is airing, I will have, like, we will have, like, announced this on, like, Twitter and whatever that we're going to start actually using our Twitch channel again. But in addition to streams, which, by the way, when you're watching this, our first stream in a Red Hot Minute is going to be, uh... No. No, it will We record this on Wednesday. My point is my point is moot. We record on Wednesday, but we release on Friday. So, so never mind. It'll be the night before. Yeah, it'll be the night before, so I am not announcing. I'm just telling you something that happened. <laughs> ignore me but i was thinking it, i like i know brooks like you're not a particularly big video game person but i think it'd be fun if we like did like so, like a group game every now and again like something easy like among us or whatever i've never played among us okay great that'll be fun <laughs> and we could bring I, I, yes okay. you have but like we could like we could bring em- we could bring emily in and probably and like probably someone else like that'd be kind of fun we could do some games so yeah, keep a look out for that. Using Twitch as intended. Or at least as it was originally intended. Anyway, yeah. Um, keep doing keep doing what you like. It doesn't matter how old you get. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on this one. It's a good I feel like way. that happens a lot where there's things I'm not like embarrassed of, but I feel like I should be. Yeah. Think about that earlier, listening to the last podcast on the left, thinking like that there are certain people I would never want them to hear this podcast and know that I listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah, because like it's it's so well it's so like well researched, but it's also so immature. Yeah, I mean there are certain things where it's like I'm supposed to be ashamed that I find this so funny because it's very inappropriate, but I'm really not. So I feel like there's a lot of things like that where it's like I'm I feel like I'm supposed to be embarrassed. And it's more that than actually being embarrassed. Yeah, I think that's a... 
that's kind of a universal. Yeah. But yeah, no. Again, just... Nix, you want to be on camera? She will not stay out of my lap today, all day. You gotta stick your little face in the camera. Nixie. Nixie. You, no, you gotta look over there. Just... She won't even look in that direction. Oh, there's a little bit of eye. You got it a little bit. Just, <laughs> just put her in front. She's, uh... Or will she slip away too quickly? She's made of slime. I told you she's made of slime. Yeah. Nixie. Hi. Hello. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> we saw the face. That's all we needed. There you go. Okay. Would we like to move on to our next question, which was inspired oh. by um, you, <laughs> Brooks? An actual conversation. An actual conversation we had. Um. So for everyone, let's start with this. Can you touch your eye? No. So I have. A sort of weird history with this. Um, I did try contacts. Okay. I I wore contacts for one day, and then the one contact I could not get out of my eye, and so I was up for like four hours, well into the morning, trying to get this thing out of my eye, because it was just not coming off, and I've never worn contacts again. That does sound so very stressful. That was um, and then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, "Why do my eyes hurt?" And then I remembered I poked them for four hours, so that that that, that would do it. But yeah, that will do it. Uh, yeah. Um. So can I technically? I suppose because I've done it. Um. Okay. Can you easily touch your with? eye? Then no. Then no. I cannot. At all. Like easily. Like I mean, if I like hold my like eyelids open and like really make an effort yeah but like why would i do that no i cannot easily touch my eye it's honestly never occurred to me that people couldn't touch their own eye. okay so then the follow-up to this is is it weird to be able to easily touch your eye if you don't regularly need to for example someone who like comfortably uses contacts all the time here's something i've seen this is like not a direct answer but here's something i've seen that is just makes me so squeamish um, there are extreme people who will get their eyes tattooed. That. Yeah, that. Literally, literally, I I can't even conceptualize that no, as somebody bad. who has tattoos. Yeah. I and and Brooks, like I cannot. Ugh, um, I hate it. Short of being put under for it, I could not do it. Also, like, oh my god, I learned this because I was looking at, like, trivia for a Breaking Bad episode. There's that episode of Breaking Bad where there's the, like, cartel members who have tattoos on their eyelids. And apparently, like, it wasn't makeup. Like, the actors actually had tattoos on their eyelids. And you have to put a spoon underneath, otherwise the needle will go through into mm. your eye. That's not true. It's not, really? You no, you can tattoo, and, and I only know this because I've been binging trash reality TV, like... Oh yeah, you Snapchat me about this all the time. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, I I spam, like... But it's so entertaining because I'm, like, I'm always at work person. doing nothing, and I'll just be like, ooh, what's the drama? Um, But they had one challenge where they had to tattoo eyelids, and like, it, at the end of the day, that, your eyelid is just another piece of skin, and as long as you're doing it right, like, like yes... It, it can go horribly wrong, but as long as you're yeah, doing I feel it right, like... it's not any different. Ooh, ugh. 
either way i don't like it it's it's, yeah. it's so delicate oh, I, I don't like, either i hate yeah. that like i mean if that's something you want and something you're comfortable with like you know you do you but like the idea of it like icks me out so much there's a lot of women that get like permanent eyeliner tattooed on but that just seems so set like i mean again yeah. do you but that just seems so sensitive yeah well the eyeliner would go just like on the uh, especially around the rim of the eye yeah yeah okay but like that's that, like i can I hardly like... even put on regular eyeliner because my eye like twitches so much i cannot imagine having to stay like perfectly still while someone stabs a needle but but you only have to do it once and then never again and then never again when so. you put it like that <laughs> but then you perpetually have eyeliner yeah, yeah. To me. but it won't run or at least it shouldn't if it does you're in trouble yeah <laughs> yeah okay, yeah I, I can see the advantage if you're a person who like likes to wear the exact same kind of eyeliner like every single day like yeah you know what? why not once and then never again but like for me absolutely not absolutely not no thank you bad no i don't i don't i don't get why people have a problem with touching the eye though i mean like it's like well it's sort of no can you see yeah i hate it first of all germs i know so, i really should have done that for us cutting next so color. much nasty can get up in here second of all it's just, it's damp. I don't want to touch that. Doesn't bother me one bit. No, I've never had contacts or anything like that. That's so. what weirds me out. Like, if a person has, like, been regularly wearing contacts for, like, several years, yeah, I understand being able to just stick your finger in there. But the fact that you have no reason to need to touch your eye and you can just be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ugh, that's so weird. No, it never occurred to me. That's so strange. I don't get it. The only time I really do it is like if I get like an eyelash, you know, stuck in my eye or something, I can pull my eye back and just get it out. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It, your eye feels a little dry afterward because you touch it, you know. But gross. Blink a few times and it's fine. Yeah, I don't even like the idea of putting in contacts, but I feel like I'm gonna have to make my peace with it if I'm ever gonna put together a couple of my dream cosplays. Oh, I gotta I'm make an eye surgery. The eye surgery. LASIK. Yeah. It is sort of the same principle as like the the eyeliner tattoo. I'm gonna hate the whole ten minutes of it, but then But then never again. Know, I I yeah. I don't need glasses. Yep. And these these things are such a hassle. And I can still oh, First of all, I will likely need glasses in like another thirty years because your eyes will continue to worsen. But one, I can I'll be able to function without them. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just optional. How yeah, bad is your eyesight? Wants... I just realized that I've never had that moment of like trying on your glasses and being like, "Haha, you're blind." Zach, that was a question. Wait. Oh, sorry. I. Oh, what was the question? How bad is your eyesight? Oh very bad like atrocious like yikes i you know what no that won't work i was like what if i held my glasses up to the camera like would that 
You could uh, try it. It might fo- it, like, it might focus all funny. It probably will, and also I can't see a thing. And no, you know, it's not gonna work because like, I, I have to fold it. I can't really. The amount really... that it's distorting yeah. just with you holding it, I'm getting an idea. I am like literally. There's like a vague orange blur. <laughs> oh my god. And then. Just kind of a darker blur. <laughs> cool. It's bad. It's really bad. The professor that I TA'd for, whom I'm just giving his anonymity because he's like that, even though everyone in this, even though everyone on this call knows him or knows of him, um, but he's technically like legally blind in one of his eyes, mm-hmm. and he just never wears his glasses, and then like is always like, yeah, my other eye compensates for it, and then he'll be like leaning super close to his laptop and being like, man, why do I have a headache? I'm like. Why are you doing this to yourself? Have you ever seen... Okay, so we all know those, like, super heart... Like, heartwarming videos of, like, you know, soldiers seeing their kids after six months away. And and those are great. But, like, have you ever seen one of those videos of somebody who's colorblind getting those glasses where you can see color for the yeah. first time? And they're yeah. just so overwhelmed. And it's, like, one of the most heartwarming things ever. Like... Mm-hmm. Like after 20 or 30 years or however long it's been of being colorblind, they're seeing color. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Whack. Although technically, we could all be processing color differently and we just wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. I'm like, I can't think of any one way to verify that, like... Right? That's the thing know, that trips me I, out. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think because, like, if if your greens are my, like, purples, then wouldn't things not match for me? It's like, oh, that outfit totally doesn't match. And you'd be like, oh, that outfit totally matches. Like, maybe we're seeing different shades. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. That's about as close as I can get to, like, verifying that we are seeing the same color. Like, outfits would just clash when they're not supposed to. But ultimately, we have no way. Yeah, or, or no, the the other thing I was thinking of is like we know what colors other animals see, like like we know that dogs have a much more muted sense of color than humans. Uh, so there has and to be so, some. And, and so if you can tell that way, surely we. There has to be yeah. something that's at least vaguely objective. Yeah. Interesting, huh? I never thought about that. Whack. Um, but yeah, no, I can't touch my eye, and I, um, see no need to. I'm actually, I'm on the hunt for an optometrist right now, because I'm starting to worry a little about my ability to see, so maybe I will have a year, <laughs> actually. Oh no. Because <laughs> the Lord knows I can't wear glasses. Oh yeah. Wait, actually, why? Yeah. I because I get this compression headache so easily. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I was like grading around the clock for the couple of weeks before last week. And, uh, so I actually got some blue light glasses thinking it would help me a little bit. Cause it I, was really did it. I couldn't wear them. I made it for like a minute and they're not even, they're not even remotely tight. They just touched my head barely. Just yeah. enough to on. My head was pounding. Bruh. It's weird. Yeah. Are they cute? So, they got, uh, they got, like, little flowers on them. Oh, those are cute. I never focus. Okay. Tragic. Um, and I actually, I mentioned that to my parents over the weekend. <laughs> that I was like, well, I, I sort of have trouble seeing, but I can't really wear glasses. Um, and so we talked it through, and the agreement was that I should get upper glasses. <laughs> like, the, on a little stick. That's actually fantastic. I would love to see that. <laughs> I think that would be a good look. Uh, yeah, no, that's 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 a power move, is what it is. I mean, yeah. at that point, just get like a monocle, like like why stop there? Two monocle, I, I'd only be able to see out of one eye. Clearly. Two monocles. The <laughs> <laughs> ultimate power move. That is a power move. You don't get glasses; you get two monocles. But what are those things that jewelers use? Do they like stick in their eye to tell? Oh, like magnify, are. like a yeah. magnifier type thing. Yeah, but there's a specific word for it. It's oh. um, and and they can like tell what what like some jewel is worth or something. Yeah, I have no idea. We're about to find out. Ju uh, uh, a loop, but it's spelled L O U P E. Interesting. Now the I simple know. small magnification device used to see details more closely. Yeah, they like wedge it in their eye and just kind of like look. Good but not know. in like the gross way, like just kind of between. Yeah, like between like yeah. your brow bone yeah. and your. Yeah. I get what you mean. But yeah, not interesting. I never knew there was a special word for that. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Someday when that comes up on Jeopardy, I'll know. Mm hmm. Okay, uh, would we like to move on? 
Sure. Okay. I think you also came up with this one, Brooks. How long yeah. after the release of a TV show or a movie are spoilers acceptable? Like, is it acceptable to not give a spoiler warning? This used to be relatively clear-cut because stuff used to get released in theaters and then it would leave theaters. And then the I feel like the general consens- consensus was like, if you haven't seen it, that's on you. Yeah. But Here's now, my thing, though. There are some shows where I think it is up. never, like, no matter how old it is, it is never okay to give spoilers under any circumstance. Like, mm-hmm. even though, like, Twin Peaks is, like, decades old, I will literally, ne- like, I if I would never, like, talk about any of the, like, major plot points without saying spoiler warning first. Because, yeah. like, experiencing that show for the, like, you need to go in not knowing certain things or else, like, there's no point in watching. John Mary's Jewels, what? I didn't say that. I don't I don't know. I think that ultimately but but that sounds more sub- subjective, right? Because I know that that's like your show. That is my show. But again, like I just like the and but the thing is, the fact that I was able to go into that show and not find out the big reveal because there was there's kind of like a cultural like there was like a cultural agreement that like you don't talk about it. So like I don't know the fact that I was able to like do a decent amount of googling like relating to Twin Peaks while I was still watching the show before I had gotten to like the big reveal and I like I had no clue. Sometimes I just forget spoilers. Or it's like how like you like... don't. Like, you just don't- you don't tell someone what Rosebud is. What what is? Citizen Citizen Kane, Rosebud, his dying words. Is it- you really can't spoil that? I mean, that movie is decades Yeah. I mean, I I still wouldn't- yeah, I still wouldn't tell someone. If I- if they were like, Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is and I haven't seen the movie, I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you, watch the movie. I feel like it depends on a lot of things, because I think, like, for one, um, the extent to which the movie or TV show is sort of dependent on a twist is a factor. Again, Twin Peaks would never. Yeah, but but also, like, um, whether the person intends to watch the thing or not, right? Because if someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to watch some old-ass movie like Citizen Kane. Okay, King. then, yeah, whatever. But also, yeah. um... Oh, but is... Yeah. But also, I hate when people are like, "Oh, I'm never gonna watch some old ass movie." Because um, you're wrong. Old movies, you're like, I know that like there's a whole subset of people who apparently like won't watch black and white movies because black and white yeah. movies are boring. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. But yeah, I mean there there are certain things where almost the entire narrative is based, like something like Squid Game. Yeah. Right. Like that is so dependent on the twists and turns of the storyline and if you're telling anybody those it's going to kind of ruin the experience i feel like yeah no and like even yeah though that show has been like it's been out for a while and even if it's like you know like 10 years in the future i would like i my lips are sealed i would not say anything if someone's like yeah this sounds good like i would not assume that they know well sure under that context but like but when I think of spoilers, I think of more like if I'm in conversation with somebody and it comes up and we're just discussing plot points and maybe they've gotten halfway through Squid Game, but it's 10 years in the future, 
I'm I'm not necessarily going to be super guarded about it. But if if they're like, oh yeah, I'm thinking of watching Squid Game. I know it came out a while ago. Well, then of course I'm not going to spoil it. Like okay. maybe Twin Peaks is like a really special thing for me. Different. But like I am like if I'm even recommending that show to someone, I am so on guard because I would like I want people to have sure. the experience of that show. Well, and that's the other thing. If the show is very personal to you, or if you're a big fan of it, then then yeah, that's something that you want to share with some with somebody else. And so of course you don't want to. Uh, spoil it because you want them to watch it the same way you watched it um Which, by the just way in just in like general conversation zach we have to induct you into the into the twin peaks circle okay the i the closest i've gotten is this sounds so bad that one episode of psych you told where, me about this yes, <laughs> yep, yep, yes i love that episode dual spires and cinnamon nice. king yeah that's the closest I've gotten to Twin Peaks. We will, we will get there. Yeah. We will get there. It'll be great. Anyway. You know, I mean... I guess if you go, like... If you go Googling, like, a decades-old movie that, like, has a major plot twist and it's, like, is revealed to you via, like, an article or whatever, like, that's kind of on you... I feel like there are certain movies that, and things like that, that society has just decided we're not going to protect. Like, I feel like Fight Club is an example of that. Yeah. I don't think people try to hide the ending of that at all. Yeah, no. Or, like, um, so The Usual Suspects, as I should say. Stuff like that, where it's, like, um, I, I just think, like, collectively, we're like, well, it's a twist, or um, The Sixth Sense. There's another one. Yeah. Really, any M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> We've all just collectively decided we're not going to pretend. Yeah. No. I mean, I, again, I do get that. And I feel like, yeah, I'd, I would say, like, at least a couple months after the release, you can start, you know, being a little less on guard like if someone's like writing about like you know writing like a piece about it or whatever like they don't have to be super careful and be like oh you know make sure you like if it's a movie that's still in theaters you got to put the like make sure you see this first and then as it goes on you can get a little less guard i think after like the year you're like technically good or like people aren't gonna like beat you up because i know sometimes people are like mad salty if they get a like a movie that's still in theater spoiled for them so I think like up to a year, you're like a year, you're safe, I would say. But again, there's so many things for like me personally. It's like I will never like I am like super guarded about this because I want people to experience it. Well, the other thing is like there's different levels of spoilers, right? I mean, there's spoilers that are integral, integral, yeah, integral to the plot. But then there's spoilers that that might be big twists but really aren't big plot points. Like, one of the things that was kind of spoiled for me, which which was entirely on me, because I did not see um, Infinity Game, or, in sorry, um, Infinity War for, for a while. But, like, as time went on, I just found out more and more about, like, like which characters got killed, got killed off, you know, in in the end. And, 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 and that was on me, because I just kept yeah. putting off seeing it. Um but the characters that didn't make it were like that was not 
what the story depended on. Like, like you could have re- rewritten Endgame and had some character and had, you know, swapped out some characters for for other ones and still yeah. come up with a with the story. Um, so I don't know. I think it also depends on what the spoilers are and how mm-hmm. crucial they are to the story. Yeah, again. Something I, I struggle with all the time teaching media classes, mm-hmm. especially teaching like the entertainment class, which I just did this past semester. And it's like lots of examples come up in different contexts. And I'm always struggling with how much is okay to reveal about this. And I'm typically talking about stuff that's a few years old. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to like, like we were talking about Breaking Bad and a discussion of anti heroes. And I'm like, I, I still. I still don't feel comfortable telling people what happens in the final episode. Yeah, that, again, that's story. one of the ones where I, like, I wouldn't, even now, I, like, you know, it's not a, I don't think it's a big, a super big deal, I just personally wouldn't. Yeah. Because, like, that's a great show, and, it like, p- watching the character development, kind of, like, spoiler alert, do like a 180 from like where you st- like where you started with the characters. It's like, oh, this guy's great. This guy kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I had um, like I do I do not want to rob someone of that. I have yet to watch The Sopranos, but I did find out the ending of one of the season finales through a Pearls Before Swine comic because he made one about the one season finale where like the screen just goes black and everybody freaked out because they thought that their TV died or something. That was the finale. Or the series finale, yeah, like yeah. So, but but that that's something that I learned about literally just from like a comic strip that I grew up like. Yeah. Um, but knowing that 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 doesn't mean that I wouldn't watch it because there's so much more than just what happens in the end. It's like the whole build up to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one know. of those endings that's kind of been a part of pop culture because it was so upsetting for everybody yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew about it like as soon as it happened because that was all anybody was talking about, even though yeah. all the first episode of Sopranos for the first time a few months ago. I've known about the ending since childhood. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, no, I feel like this is an example I keep going back to because I'm obsessed with it, but like thinking back, I really am shocked that I was able to like that there was kind of, like, an agreement in, like, you know, people writing about, like, doing reviews of Twin Peaks, like, as an entire show. Like, no one's, like, said anything about, like, a mm-hmm. decades-old show. And people were like, oh, yeah, I revisited this. And, like, here are my thoughts. I'm, like, kind of impressed. So, yeah, like, yeah, maybe I that's my I'm... example of, like, one that people have decided, like, mm, we're gonna shut up about this. Yeah, it really just seems like it depends on the content. You know, so. like things that just it doesn't feel appropriate to spoil because it would affect the experience in a pretty major way. Yeah, um, that seems that seems fair. But like I, <laughs> the number of times in class I start to say something and then pause and then just talk really vaguely about whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then on the rare occasion when I actually do say specific things, I usually do it because it's either super old, and or um, because it's something that is so well-known in pop culture, I figure they probably already know anyway. Yeah. Like, talking about Titanic, for example. You know, we were talking about that as an example of tragedy, and I don't believe saying that Jack dies is a spoiler at this point. Yeah, it's, it simply isn't. It's from, like, 96, 97? 97. Uh, so it's a good, 
you know, 20 some years old at this point, right? Yeah. I'm not good at math in my head. The film um, Lincoln. Hmm? The <laughs> film Lincoln. Yeah, he dies in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That would be a spoiler. Like, what? That would be a real plot twist. Yeah. Like, he sneezes or something. That's what, that's what the movie is. Yeah, but I mean, something like that, because it's been such a part of pop culture for so long. Yeah. Like, I feel like even if you've never seen the movie, you know that. Yeah, that's fair game. Especially with all the memes about, like, the door and the water and whether they could both fit and stuff like that. So that one, and it's, but still, just saying the sentence, you know, Jack dies feels wrong. Because it's such a pivotal moment in the film. It feels rude. I think no matter what, it feels rude saying something so blatant, being like, yeah, he dies at the end. Like, I will never not associate that sort of, like, that exact phrase with, that, with like, people trying to, like, ruin something for someone. Like, actively being like, oh, he dies at the end. Like, even if you are simply, like, discussing, like, the facts. Yeah. Because he most certainly does. What I think is funny is when, like, some actor or actress goes on, like, a talk show or or late night show and they accidentally spoil something. Oh my god, I don't even watch Game of Thrones. But there was one with Maisie, what was her face? Maisie Williams. And, like, she's on, like, like, um, she's on some talk show or something. But she, like, says something and then she just. Yeah, like, literally freaks out. And And he's like, wait what and she's like is this live like like literally and then and and then sometimes they don't even have to say anything but they ask like tom holland or something about like oh my god some plot point and that man can't keep his mouth shut he's like like he's literally just like jumping all over the place he can't say there's so many interviews of him where like whoever's like sitting next to him in the interview literally has to like slap their hand over his mouth and just be like (laughs) stop I'm yeah. sure with Maisie Williams, if I'm remembering correctly, the thing that she said wasn't true, though. Okay, oh, well, that's good. Didn't she say something about her character dying? Is, is something about somebody dying. It's been something a while like since I saw it. But I remember seeing it and thinking, but that's not true. That didn't happen. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I often wondered if she did that on purpose to kind of be funny and mislead people. A possibility, but again, I don't, I don't know. Game of Thrones. I just know that I've heard, like, like plot po- like major plot points on like Succession discussed and like Game of Thrones discussed on like freaking media or something that I listen to, um, and and those are things that maybe at some point I would like to watch. But I, honestly, even though they've discussed them more than once, I can't remember them off the top of my head because I have nothing. I have no context for it. This yeah. is also true. And so like. Even though I only heard it maybe, you know, less than a month ago. I don't know who that person is. and I don't know what the significance of it is. And I can't remember the name, honestly, or even what happened. So, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it sounds like it was a major thing in, in succession, I, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. Although, I, I think it's very dependent on the on piece of media. Yeah. It's going to be my kind of, like, quote-unquote final answer. Because, again, there are some things where it's, like, it doesn't matter how long it's been. If this, like, comes up in conversation, I like, I'm 
not gonna say a word that could possibly give something away other than just being like oh yeah this thing's really good like you should check it out even though it's kind of old so yeah that's my hot take i mean my default is always to never spoil anything unless the person yeah. says the only time it's easy is when you're talking to a group of people because they're not always like you know because me in the classroom or if you're like at a party with some friends or something like that yeah not everybody's going to agree on that and so when i'm trying to give examples in class, i'm like because it's hard to have a conversation about things sometimes without mentioning potential spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I don't know that there's any specific statute of limitations. Yeah. but, But it also depends on the media, right? shows, movies, or even, like, sports games. Like, if, if there's a big game on and I can't see until the next day, you keep I don't want to know who, who won. I don't want to know what the score is. But but also, it, it's going to be way harder to not hear about that, and it's going to be much more incumbent on me to figure it out quick. Yeah. Because it's it's pop culture, and people aren't going to not talk about the big game. I don't know if it's going to be sports, but, like, just because I haven't seen it yet. Like, yeah. So it, it really depends on what the piece of media actually is, I guess. I actually have two studies in progress on spo- spoilers and sports. I'm actually be really curious to hear those. Exciting. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but especially something like that because it's supposed to be a little more ephemeral in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whereas with TV shows and movies, you generally expect those will live forever. Maybe, you know, hypothetically, people might right. watch like 20 years from now versus like some random baseball game yeah like there will be another super bowl in a year and then but but there's not going to be like another twin peaks or something i don't know so it really yeah it depends on the type of media it depends on how integral the spoiler is to the plot it depends on how well known that thing is in pop culture like titanic yeah, as the example, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of things, I feel like, but the default should always be to ask people first. Yeah, that's yeah. generally what I default to. Because there's a lot of times where people are like, yeah, no, I have absolutely no intention of ever watching that. I'm like, okay, cool, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes no, I get... And like, I definitely have stuff like that. And it's always funny when, like, people are like, yeah, I have no intention of ever watching this, so you, like wind up talking about the way a character does like a complete 180 and it'll be like like you know like the goody two shoes in the first episode oh yeah he kills everyone like you know so this guy actually winds up killing everyone in the end and it's just like leaves them wondering like how could that like how do we get there that's always kind of fun yeah i don't think what shows because I, I know there's some shows or movies that like my dad's never gonna watch but at this point he basically knows the plot just from our discussions. I don't know. I've never watched a single episode of Gossip Girl, but I know okay. every bit of the plot of the entire series. You know, what I, I also know that one meme. Girl. I was gonna say, you know what meme I miss? Yeah. <laughs> Go piss, girl. Because <laughs> I've I've had so many students write papers about it. Ah, yeah. So I know who got, but got, who the identity of Gossip Girl is a big 
like reveal in the end. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the things where I'm like, I don't care. I don't either. Although, I get I always tell students when they're describing media in their papers, like, don't worry about spoiling things for me, but secretly it breaks my heart. <laughs> like um, when the movie Us came out, the um, oh, ouch, uh, the um, Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it yet, and somebody told me the whole plot in their paper, and I was like, oh. I mean, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a little bit like, oh, come on. But let me ask you this, though. Like, in in 10 years after that, then, like, in it, 10 years following you reading that paper, do you th- and, and, and then seeing the movie, do you think that you would have, you would have still enjoyed it more in 10 years had you seen it originally on your own instead of having it spoiled because i feel like with time all that just kind of winds down to a point like i i definitely enjoyed infinity war a little bit less having known who doesn't make it in the end but now like i don't think it would have made a difference if i had known or not known going into it it does matter because I mean, there are certain things that I've watched that surprised me so thoroughly that I still think about it sometimes. Yeah, that's, you know? like, that's and the like, good shit. Right? Like, you can remember, like, I remember um, a particular moment from Twin Peaks. Now it's in my, my head because you're talking about it. When that was first revealed, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> and I still remember yeah. that feeling in that moment, you know? God, and so if that's dampened by having known in advance what was going to happen, I think that would always bother me. And again, here's a, another spoiler alert for The Good Place. The end of season one, the season finale where, uh-huh. where, where Michael yeah. just turns. I like. I still think about that. That was so good. Yeah. Oh, and literally his whole demeanor changes just, like instantly. Boom. In- Beautiful. Imagine if you knew about that in advance. Oh, oh today is Ted Danson's birthday. Oh my god, I have to check the Twitter account. That's the only reason why I know it was from the Twitter account. I love the Twitter account. Is it Ted Danson's birthday? And every single day, except for on his birthday, they tweet, today is not Ted Danson's birthday. But today, they're like... But today, today it's Ted... Oh my god, yes, I have to check check that as soon as we're finished recording. Uh, Twitter's a hellscape, but god, it's funny. Yeah. I I, I saw someone... I I made some census, but somebody was like... Twitter is like the smoking area for the internet. And <laughs> yeah, that's that yeah. is precisely yeah. what it is. That is exact. That's the exact vibe. But yeah, no, like the end. Like again, the end of the good place. It just the first season of the good place. It just sticks in my mind so much because I like I did not see it coming whatsoever, and that just made it so much better. Yeah, and imagine rewatching that ten years down the road. I think that impact of that that last episode of that first season would be different if you had you know known about it in advance the first time because i think it it reminds you of the feeling that you had the first time you saw it yeah yeah no yeah. again like i've rewatched twin peaks so many freaking times but i still am just like ooh, damn that was good oh jason figured it out <laughs> this one that one hurt <laughs> I want her. <laughs> Michael, my beloved. Why do I wind up attached to, like, I wind up attached to several characters named Michael. I wonder what it is. 
Michael Distortion, my beloved. That's a cosplay I'd have to get contacts for. I want to get spiral contacts. It's interesting to do a cosplay of a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so I just, I just get to get real funky. Well, well, I mean, technically we do, like, you know, they're, they do get a physical description of them. But, but you get that, a lot get... of, like, leeway with, like, an outfit. Yeah, I get to get real funky. I think I want to get one of those Hawaiian shirts that looks like a bowling alley carpet. <laughs> that has hit, That has spiral energy. Good stuff. I haven't brought up the Magnus Archives on the podcast in quite a while. Welcome back. Welcome back to my TMA brain rot. You still have to listen to Rabbits if you haven't yet. We are getting there. That is, oh, is. also, the two of you, I put this in the podcast, like, I put this in the general chat. I was, t- I told Ben, congrats on the podcast that he's in that just mm. released. You two need to listen to that because then we can all listen to it as it releases together. And also, literally everyone who's watching this, listen to, if you like horror in any way, shape, or form, listen to The Secret of St. Kilda. It smacks. So good. I'm so excited to see where this goes. But I also am having this funny little moment of having, um, I auditioned for it twice, and I got rejected twice, which is not surprising because I'm not a voice actor. But I'm having this fun little experience of, like, listening to the roles that I auditioned for and just sitting there like an angry child. I'm like, this is great, but I wanted to do it. (laughs) And, of course, the people that they did go with are doing a much better job than I ever could have. They're amazing. But I'm just sitting there like, I wanted to do it. Is it, like, an animated show or what is it? No, 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 it's a podcast. Okay. But, yeah, no, so good. Everyone check it out. It's great. Yeah. Well, we've hit an hour. Mhm. Nicely mm-hmm. done, everybody. Anything fun we'd like to we'd like to leave the people with? Don't know why I asked because as soon as I said it, your guys' b- brains have gone blank. And every single time, I think I want to look up. There's got to be a word for that, and I want to know what the word is. But how do you? Oh my god! The other day, I was in my car and I remembered the word that I came up with for when you only think of things when you're in the car. Again? And it was cognitive impermanence. I've heard you use that before. I think it works for shower thoughts too, because that happens to me a lot. Yeah. Okay. So now. Now we have a slightly broader definition for cognitive impermanence. It's the little things you remember only while you're doing a certain activity, such as being in the shower or driving. Where you can't take care of the thing at that moment, but you're also not capable of, like, making a note of it or something at the moment. Right? Because I do that constantly where I'm in the shower. I'm like, oh, I gotta think. I gotta remember. That's why you gotta get, like, the bathtub crayons that are, like, for children. (laughs) In one of my, um apartments and like one of my dorms in college we like we had like the bathtub crayons and like every time you would like get in the shower it would just be like just a wall of like hand-drawn memes and like random stupid little notes that people left each other it was hysterical there's another uh there's another thing that um is intended for children the bath crayons are fun leave memes on your shower life is short There you go. That's what I'm gonna leave everybody with. Get some, get some bathtub crayons. Draw some memes on the tile of your shower. Live a little. <laughs> yeah, that's good message. All right. Well, we will see y'all again next week. Adios, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.
This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.